Good morning, Jen. Good morning. Good to see um, you. We're Two Sisters Health, and we're um, going to discuss meditation today. So my name's Rachel Scott. I work as a medical provider in Northern California, and this is my sister, Jen. And I'm a sociologist up in Portland, Oregon. So we've been doing a 30-day meditation challenge, which ended on Monday. Today is Friday. Oh, good, because I missed a day after Monday. So we I actually didn't know we finished already. I thought we were close to the end. Nope, we finished. You haven't been tracking? Well, I got a little bit sloppy. Last week, I did not feel well. I had a nasty head cold, and I missed a couple of those days just because I felt pretty garbagey. Um, but I've, otherwise, I've been pretty good. I will say this last week hasn't been the best, but Mm-hmm. But it's been good. I mean, I'm I'm very pleased with how overall how the 30 days were for me. Um, and I mentioned during <clears throat> the last interview we did on the topic, um, a lot of it for me is still just the discipline of it and the being open to it. And it felt um, better this time, I think, than other times that I've tried. Um, like I really do feel like I got some spaciousness out of it mentally, even though my monkey mind still jumping around a lot every time. Um, I was, you know, I was kind of lighthearted about it this time. I wasn't frustrated with myself. Like it's sort of amusing to me that I'm such a wreck at that. Um, and so just kind of being okay with it was, that was progress for me to just being willing to sit down and be like, yeah, it might be another day of just to-do list, to-do list, whoop, come back to breath. Issue with the friend that I talked to, no, no, come back to breath. And trust me, I don't come back to breath that quickly. I'm just giving you examples. Like I'd sort of go down that road for a solid couple of minutes and be like, <laughs> wow, I am off on another limb of this tree. Come on, back to the trunk, back to the trunk. <laughs> So being amused by it is progress for me rather than being like, what is wrong with me? Just being like, yeah, this is how it goes. Do you think that all of the talking we've done about it weekly has helped you with that forgiveness with yourself? Definitely. Definitely. Uh-huh. And yes. hearing that that's everybody's story and you're not alone and it gets better. And the, um, the challenge part of it, right? The fact that I was kind of a part of something that was bigger than just my own practice probably made more of a difference than anything else. Like this is, we're doing this together kind of thing. I need a buddy. I need a buddy. I need a buddy for exercise. I need a buddy for this. So weirdly I I quit being without a buddy. Like I had a couple of people that I talked to, but neither of them were quitting smoking at that time. That's kind of weird to me that I struggled through that. Without a buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in some ways it was better because it was so painful. I'm not sure how useful having a buddy would have been for that. That's a different topic. Addiction, a totally different. Let's save that for another. Okay. Um, so meditation. I was a little disappointed in myself because I didn't do all 30 days. I was surprised how often I forgot that I would wake because yeah. I tried to do it first thing when I would wake up. But half the time, Chloe comes in in the middle of the night, and I wake up, and she's in the bed with me, and she wants to talk first thing, and then it's getting late, and we have to get to school, and 
I would get to work and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I didn't meditate. And then I'd say, okay, I'll do it at lunch. And then I wouldn't get a lunch. And then I'd go running after work, maybe or not. And I could think of that as an active meditation, but that's not what I was trying to do. And then I'd get home and it'd be dinner and stories and swim team and bedtime. And then I'm falling in. Oh, and maybe I'm working a couple of hours before bed. And it's like, I just forgot. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. So I'm actually doing it again, another 30 days, but I'm trying to do all 30 days this time. Uh, Which day did you already start? I already started, but I could start again, actually, if you want to do it with me. Yeah, I want to do it with you. What day would you like to start? Tomorrow. Okay. You want to do it while you're gone? Yeah. Okay. So tomorrow will be our day one. Okay. And uh, I'm running a 10K tomorrow. (gasps) That's exciting. Mm-hmm. We both have exciting things like that this weekend. Yeah. Have you run a 10K before? I mean, I've run that distance, but not, okay. in, a ra- not, but like not in a race. Not in a have race. You run five, you've run 5Ks. Yeah, one. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, run, you don't do the race thing very much. No, I don't do the race thing very much. And in fact, I have a friend who invited me to both races that I run with sometimes. So she's the only reason probably. I mean, I like it. I just wouldn't have found it. And it's a local race, which is kind of cool. It supports a friend of ours. I mean, kind of, he's giving the money to the cross country at the high school and he puts it on, which is cool. So it's good to support the community. But anyway, tangenting. Okay. Meditation. So I wanted to talk about how it's helped me and I hadn't been meditating very much, but I have had meditation practices in the past. And I tend to do pretty well most of the time, like getting into that zone, which I did look it up. They're alpha waves in the brain. So meditation um, is in alpha waves. And let's see, I, have, I pulled it up so I could remember. So delta is dreaming waves. Theta is uh, it says autopilot states learning. So that's like really light. And then alpha is relaxing and recharging. So I think that meditation is somewhere between theta and alpha and probably you go between those. I think theta is what I had been told it was. And then beta is problem solving and gamma is intense concentration. So, um, like personally, I feel when I drop into meditation state in my mind, it's kind of this really calm, relaxing, alert state. Um, And it's, you know, I think if I had electrodes attached to my brain, it would watch my brain waves changing into the state that's kind of a hallmark of it, which would be alpha or theta. Um, But not every time, you know, I go down the rabbit holes. I think everybody does. I think I just because I've done it more, I recognize it quicker and come back to the breath or the tree trunk mm-hmm. quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did it for 30 days straight, I noticed that when those thoughts came up, like a lot of times at the beginning, those thoughts would come up and I'd say, okay, you can think about those later. You're meditating right now. Just come back to your breath. It's only 10 minutes. And then I'd come back to the breath and then I'd trail off and I'd remind myself that I have time for that later. Come back to the breath. It's not going anywhere. But towards the end of the meditation challenge, instead of, you know, going off on these thoughts and just telling them to wait because it wasn't time, I thought instead, what trivial thoughts 
<laughs> like I kind of looked at them in an entirely different way. Mm. Like that's so unimportant. And so that was kind of an interesting shift that I had where it was like, you don't need to torture yourself with these lists in your head all the time. The other that's thing I started doing is I started setting timers on my phone and putting things down in my phone so I would leave them. So they wouldn't kind of float around in this space. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'd actually kind of just give them a place and be like, oh, okay, I'll remind myself to do that, set the timer. I'm not going to think about it again. So I kind of put them in their place and, and let them go to rest. Mm -hmm. so I found that to be kind of interesting. It actually changed how I was thinking. Yeah, that's big. Where do you put it in your phone? I do reminders for anything I think I need to uh, set and forget. And so like a week later or a day later or later mm. in the day, it'll kind of pop up and show me that I have something I was supposed to do mm -hmm. or I'll make lists of things I need to buy or, you know, like sometimes like for packing for a trip, right? We're going on a rafting trip. I might set two weeks ahead of time that says like rig the boat for practice or something. And then I just forget about it because I know I don't need to deal with it for a couple of weeks. And then it'll yeah. and remind me. And it's helped me with like buying ski passes because I always forget every year. You know, it's in my mind. I'm like, oh, I got to remember that. I got to remember that. But if I right. think, and oh, instead of doing that to yourself, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that occurred to me to do. And I started seeing a lot of the stuff I was wasting. I get to hear, you can even hear it in my language that I was wasting my energy on mm -hmm. was pretty trivial. And so I started seeing it as that, which before I maybe gave it more attention. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. hmm. Are you going to keep to the 10 minutes? So I started 15. Cool. And nice. you know what's interesting? 10 is easy for me. 15 is hard. <clears throat> it's hard to believe that five minutes mm -hmm. could feel so much harder, but it does. Wow. I believe it. <laughs> as hard as 10 is for me, 10 is not easy for me, but mm -hmm. I, I would like to, but I also know that 10 isn't really long enough. It's, you know, I was sort of okay with it because I'm so new and the discipline is enough for me, but I might extend, like, I might try starting our 30 day uh, with like 12 minutes, just mm -hmm. extend it a couple so that I feel like I'm making some progress, but I don't, um, but I, I'm with you. I'm like, five minutes might be too big of a leap for me at this point. Like that might feel impossible. I, I could give it a try. There's no harm in me giving it a shot, but I don't want it to be discouraging. If I You can. also don't want to loathe it, right? You right. don't want to be like, oh gosh, I have to meditate. Ooh. And actually I've been doing the 15, I think I'm probably on like day three or four. And it's almost too long. Like I, maybe I'm not ready for that yet. Maybe I should go back to 10 because I want it to be enjoyable and light. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and I remember that when we talked to Barb, she talked about how long it takes her to really get into it. And it's, it was like, I think she said 20 minutes or something. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I can take 20 minutes, you know, like that seems ridiculous to say that, but it's, it's like, if I look at the clock, it's like, sure, I've got 10 minutes and I, I can do it. I never worry about time. It's like, I can do that conversation. Like you were talking about, it's like, you don't, it's only 10 minutes. Stop it. We're meditating. You don't need to worry about that right now. 
Um, I'm afraid 20 minutes might feel like I can't wait 20 minutes. It's uh, these things are so important. Right. You know, that it, seems it's silly. Just it's, done. You'd avoid it. And mm -hmm. it's easy to slip 10 minutes and 20 minutes is a lot when you have small kids. Yeah. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Anyway. You don't have to start your 30 days over, but I am going to start tomorrow tomorrow okay no that's fine i'll start over that's actually i i haven't meditated yet today and i was going to but i have like micah's friends here and i have to run all around so maybe i'll just take the day off and i'll yeah. do it tomorrow yeah it was interesting for me too like you said um if i missed it in the morning for some reason either something didn't go as it usually does or there was an appointment that kind of interjected itself um and i would make that promise to myself that i would do it later and i wouldn't do it later i would forget if it's not you know right. something being part of the routine is very important routine is very important yeah yeah because when you're busy you just if you lose it it's gone right yeah so i looked up some um studies on meditation and most of it is on mindfulness meditation mm -hmm. and um it's been shown and there are quite a few studies actually it's a i would say it's kind of a difficult thing to study especially because there's not much incentive for companies to make money off of it mm -hmm. um, and that's you know most studies are medications or something you can sell sure. the market because you need to have money for it but there was um, evidence-based studies that showed that it reduced rumination. So that constantly playing things over in your head. Yeah. They also found that that was interesting because rumination seems to be a predictive factor for depression, anxiety, ADD, uh, schizophrenia even. Mm. And so if you can, and you know, now we know that mental illness is a mix of, um, nature and nurture right you might have some predisposing factors but if you are pushed or triggered by something someone who might not otherwise become mentally ill will mm -hmm. so meditation actually might be a way to prevent that from developing um and stress reduction which would fit with that right you're reducing anxiety boosts working memory which i thought was interesting oh that is and interesting. i actually thought that i noticed that did you notice that no okay i didn't notice that How, when did you notice it um just with work and mm. being organized i felt like i did better about halfway to the end of the month in my concentration and focus and then the next thing was focus another study examined how mindful meditation um affected participants ability to focus and suppress distracting information so i think that's how it was helping me with memory being mm -hmm. less distracted um and then less emotional reactivity and we talked about that quite a bit of not letting ourselves be triggered so much or mm -hmm. recognizing when it happens mm -hmm. and reining it back in did mm -hmm. you notice that I don't know if I noticed that specifically, but there, it did help me to be a little bit lighter about things in general, overall, I think. So probably, um, I can't tell you instances of that specifically, but 
there was every day was a little bit different. My mind kind of went in different weird directions each day, but it was by the end, it, it had always been this, um, you know, just a little bit of freedom in my mind and that nothing is that serious. Um, you know, I tried the, the loving kindness meditation that we had talked about with Barb and that was lovely. I did that for a few days and I, I do think it sort of stayed with me in ways mm -hmm. beyond, you know, just a little bit um, to put your mind on loving kindness deliberately for a few minutes really did feel like it rippled out into the rest of my day emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think, okay, let's say we stuck with it 30 minutes, 10 minutes a day, right? So that's 300 minutes in a month. Yeah. What does that work out to be, right? 60, 120, 180. Uh, it's like over four hours of working. That's interesting. Your brain. Yeah. Yeah. And so the cumulative effects really do start to add up. Um, so another, oh, shoot. Another study here showed more cognitive flexibility. Um, in addition to helping people become less reactive, mindful meditation gives them greater cognitive flexibility. A study found people who practice it appear to develop the skill of self-observation, which neurologically disengages the automatic pathways created by prior learning and enables present moment input to be integrated in new ways. Interesting. So that it activates the brain region associated with more adaptive responses to stressful or negative situations. The activation of this region also corresponds with faster recovery to baseline after being negatively provoked. So again, it goes back to that triggering. And, you know, I noticed with my kids, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get them to clean and and Micah would be like mom will you would you just play with me for a little bit first and normally I'd be like no clean up your mess and then <laughs> then we'll play right just get it done yeah but instead I stopped and said okay yeah let's play and then I would go and I would sit down with him and I would play with the thing that I considered a mess and then I'd say, well, that was really fun. And sometimes I would set a timer like, okay, we're going to play for 15 minutes. And I would just really engage for 15 minutes. And then at the end of the 15 minutes, I'd say, well, let's put it away together. And then he would happily clean it up. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think it was the next day he came up and he said, mom, I had so much fun playing with you yesterday. And it was really 15 minutes, right? Wow. That's so cool. And I feel like meditation kind of opened me up to not following my normal reactive pathway that this has to get done just this way, the way I think. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to stop, look from his perspective, think that, oh, this might be a time for us to connect and then like be more curious about ways to approach situations. I think it helped with that. Yeah, that's terrific. That's really good. I wonder if maybe it, as you reflect on that, you'll start to see maybe some things that you hadn't recognized as sure. different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the stuff you do these big studies to determine, but you could just, I don't know, some stuff is pretty evident, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. So it's been a good experience, I would say. Yeah, I always appreciate seeing things confirmed in research, but it is true. A lot of research findings, you're like, yeah, every parent in America could have told you that. You didn't need to go spend this money on this sort. But it's always nice to see it confirmed, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what did you practice the most of? Or do you even know? You, you know, I, I will say that after we talked to Barb, um, whenever that was, a few weeks ago now, uh, I mostly did either the loving kindness or I really liked her suggestion of just note, you know, if, to keep your mind sort of focused because a lot of times I just try to focus on my breath, but it's, it's hard. My mind does not want to stay focused on my breath. And so that's when it starts to wander. Um, but I liked her suggestion that a lot of times what she does is just sort of um, notice the things right immediately here and immediately surrounding you. And that can just kind of help keep your mind from wandering off on one of those branches is sort of like, I'm sitting here, oh, my stomach just growled. Like, I don't want to just be constantly chattering to myself. Mm -hmm. um, but it was nice to just sort of like, my neck is relaxed or it's not right. And I might drop it to the side and let it stretch for a minute. So I did a fair amount of um, mindfulness. That would be mindfulness meditation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the easiest because yeah. all you're doing is bringing your focus to, I don't know, easiest. That might be a miss. I, that might not be. Maybe that's not the word, but yeah. That's not the right word, but it's around you, right? It's providing you all of this input just to sit and notice things in your environment. So I wanted to actually, that brings up a good point. One of the most effective ways for me to meditate, um, you know, I find that it's important to close my eyes because when my eyes are open, I'm so distracted, right? And when I, we're such visual animals. When your eyes are open, you can really keep your mind from focusing because you're looking at so many different things. So closing my eyes is key in meditation. And what I was doing, and when I tend to be most effective is I do breathing exercises. So like I'll mm -hmm. take a big inhale and I'll count one, two, three, four. I'll hold it, count one, two, three, four. I'll exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six. And then I'll hold it, one, two, three, four. And that structure and that repetition, so I'll do that over and over. And if it feels good to hold it longer or to let the exhale out longer, I'll count a little bit more or I'll add some numbers. So that's something that you can actively do, but all you're mm -hmm. doing is breathing. Mm -hmm. And when you focus on, there's all these different types of breathing. Like there's the box breath, which is where you count a certain number, you hold the same number, you exhale the same number and you hold exhaled the same number. And then you repeat and you repeat and you repeat. And that's a really good way to do beginning breath work. Mm -hmm. And the counting keeps you on the numbers so you're not wandering. Yeah, right. Another one that we know from yoga is the Nadi Shodana. Did I say that right? Where you press a nostril and you Oh, breathe I've in. done that. Yes. Uh-huh. And then you hold and then you switch and you breathe out. And then you breathe in and you breathe out. And breathe in and then breathe out. And that one's really interesting because it integrates the two halves of your brain. 
So when you do that, you're breathing from the right brain, the left brain, the right. Oh, I didn't know that's why you did that. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of helping them cross and connect. Um, It's kind of similar in working with the brain as doing eye movements. So they've Mm -hmm. now shown that a really good way to process trauma is to look from side to side. I've read that and I had no idea why that was supposed to work. That's another show because we don't have enough time, but I would like to go into it because it's really interesting. And actually um, it's been shown that even just doing that will help you relax if you're under stress. And looking far away is another way to relax yourself when you're stressed. So Mm. just a snippet, when your um, sympathetic fight or flight nervous system is reacted, things get really big. Your pupils dilate and your focus narrows. If you've ever come close to passing out, people will talk about being in a cave, like the walls kind of come in and it goes Mm -hmm. black and then they pass out. I don't know if I have, but I've heard it enough times. And like when people get their blood drawn, that happens. Mm-hmm. That's your sympathetic nervous system kind of like focusing into one thing. You're in this really stressed response. So if you look out in the distance, it instantly allows you to relax. And another way is to look side to side. And it has mm-hmm. to do with um, us as a species evolving to respond to threats, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, and how our brains have been wired to react. Um, I noticed that it helped me with running when I start to kind of ruminate with my running, like, Oh, this is too hard. I'm so tired. I can't make it back. My legs are hurting and I'm working too hard. If I just look out as far as I can in the distance, it calms me down Hmm. and I, and I get back into this centered, relaxed place. And I've read about, um, the neuroscience behind it. So I practice these different things when I'm feeling stressed and, it really does help. So that might be something to talk about next time. Yeah. There's some really great work by um, this guy. I can't, Andrew Huberman. Have you ever heard of him? Mm-mm. No. The, he's a neuroscientist at Stanford and he studies the stress response and how our bodies can kind of like biohack it and how there are these like innate parts of our uh, biology that we can use to control our minds. And a couple of them, he actually studies the eyes because he thinks the eyes are the most influential on our brains, that we're mostly a visual species. Um, And his thoughts are the side to side and looking off in the distance. And he has all these, and the breathing, he takes his um, students through the breathing exercise. Another way, if you're feeling really tired is you can breathe really fast, like, Mm-hmm. And it'll give you like this big boost of energy. So he actually recommends for people who suffer from depression to do that first thing in the morning. Really? How then interesting. It will like give them a big boost of like serotonin and um, norepinephrine and just kind of give you this huh. energetic thing. And people who are really anxious should probably do the box breathing and slow it down. And, you know, you might be getting similar neurotransmitters, but for different functions, Right. Um, so anyway, maybe that would be another thing to talk That's about. That's really interesting. Like some techniques yeah. that we could use to manage our brains and minds. Mm-hmm. And for what? For free, right? For if, you know, what, when you learn the techniques, that's, you don't need any, you don't need to buy anything. And shocking, we don't learn this stuff 
in school, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, really, as important as our education is reading and math, we should be learning um, cognitive behavioral therapy, meditation, ways to control our bodies and nervous system. I mean, gosh, if there's one thing that gets in the way with learning, it's behavioral mm -hmm. problems. Mm -hmm. Right. So yes, that would be sure. really important to integrate into curriculum. Hmm. Yeah. I know there are innovative schools who do incorporate a lot of that sort of those practices and, and training in those things, but they're not the norm. Uh-huh. It's true. And I've seen um, teachers who incorporate little, little bits of that kind of thing into class. I know Adrienne, when she was in maybe kindergarten or first grade, they had like a, an after school yoga class for the kids um, that they offered. And I had her take that. So there are folks doing it, but it is not part of the curriculum. It is uh -huh. not the norm. Yeah. Well, you're going to a dance uh, conference this weekend. I am. I'm so excited. I'm so yes. excited for you. Um, and your yeah. best friend's going to be there from Chicago. Yeah, that's insane. That was just, um, I just texted her. I'll be in Santa Cruz. Um, and she went to school there. That's where she and her husband met. And so I was just like, hey, I'm going to be there this weekend. She was like, me too. And I'm like, what? You've got to be kidding me. What are you talking about? She's like, yeah, we're going to be there this weekend. So I'm going to see her. I'm super excited. Oh, that's so exciting. This total chance. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll find some interesting people for us to interview. Yeah, definitely. Great idea. I that's, will. You know, dance is health. All different. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking yes. it'd be fun to do a thread on um, just athletes in general and their mm -hmm tips and tools and tricks and how their sports have helped their mm -hmm. health. And so if you find anybody that you think would be up for it. Great. I will. Cause we I already will. have one that. interview that we did that we're keeping <laughs> to put in. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Good. Well, um, I think this is a good place to end. And it same with you, right. You're going to maybe find some people at the run this weekend. Yeah. And yeah. I was actually thinking about the guy who um, set it up, mm -hmm. maybe asking him if he would be interested. Because, you know, sometimes people are like, I don't want to talk. It's embarrassing. Or, but if they have something they're promoting too, maybe it's mm -hmm. some exposure or a chance to talk about it. Right. We have such right. a big following more. and growing. <laughs> so um, anyway... This was all about meditation. We're starting another 30-day challenge, June 18th. If anybody wants to join, that'll be day one. Um, everything and everyone can do it, whatever works for them. But a suggestion would be seated meditation 10 minutes a day, picking the same time every day. Morning seems to be probably one of the best because you're in your bed, you sit up, you set a timer, 10 minutes, and then you start your day. It's a yeah. good way to start the day too. It really kind of clears the cobwebs. <laughs> For me so, too. Yeah. All right, Jen. I love you. Love you too. Good to see you. And I'll see you soon. Sounds good. Till next time. Bye everybody. Health. Two sisters health. Bye Jen.